you want me to shut up and leave, I can do that as well. But I'm very happy to be here, and I mean that sincerely. I, as Corey was mentioning, we met a few years ago. But I have to say, it's, I, I feel honestly very, a, a little scared and a little awkward because, number one, I am old enough to be Corey's father. And I'm old enough, certainly, to be your grandfather. That's the first thing. I'm not sure whether you really want to listen to any more people that are older than you. The second thing is this. I'm Catholic. And, well, we know what that means. It means statues, incense, and bingo. That's it. And thirdly, I'm a priest, a Catholic priest. And Lord knows the last ten years in Boston, Catholic priests have been getting very bad PR. So in light of all of these things, it's a little awkward for me to be here. But I'm glad that Corey invited me because you are a very brave, brave man. And, I'm, and I'm, I prayed last night and see you won the basketball game. It was an extraordinary thing. Uh, over the past two years, there has been one scripture verse that has been coming more and more personally attached to my life. And it comes from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, verse 28. And I know that's surprising to hear a Catholic quote scripture. For in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. Extraordinary. You and I are already in God. In Him we live and move and have our being. But the neat trick is realizing, sensing of our life in God right now just exactly as we are. That this God, this Father, Son, and Spirit has gifted us with an internal guidance system. A divine GPS, if you will. That this guidance system, this gift of God's Spirit that we might recognize, realize, and rely upon it is that still, small voice of God's word of peace that deep within you and myself there is that internal GPS that guides us if we can just get a little, little bit of a sense of that stillness in our hearts. And the truth is this. Everybody's life is messy. The person on your right, the person on your left, the person in front of you, the person behind you. Hey, baby, we're all dealing with something. And so what I would ask us to do, and I mean this in deep sincerity, because you're facing your exams, and that is not a pleasant thing. Maybe over the holidays, some of you have had a really rough time. I don't know what you've been facing, but the holidays can be difficult. So let's take a moment.
and be mindful of that person on our right, our left, that person in front and behind. For we may know them, but we do not know the burdens that they're carrying in the deepest parts of their hearts. Father, grant us the grace to be sensitive and compassionate to the one who needs it the most. Life, I think, never goes the way we imagine it's going to be. It goes in loops and spins and side trips, and it's like a kind of three-act play. It seems like from zero to 25, the big question is, who am I? And then from 25 to 50, who am I in the world? My family, my larger family, my new family, my world of work. And then you wake up one morning and you find yourself in your 50s. I'm 63 now. Boy, it's amazing when you walk in the bathroom and you stare at your face when you're 63 years of age. I didn't know it was going to go this way. I didn't know I was going to have to start eating the prune juice. And then and it becomes the thing, you know, what's the meaning of my life? It's not who am I and who am I in the world of work, but a different movement inside. What is the meaning of my life? And that's a very existential question. But you, being college students, I can ask these kinds of questions of you. And my existential question, that nice big word for the day, is when did you realize that you were you? When was that moment that you realized that you were unique? Well, I can't recall exactly the day or the hour, but I remember the event. I don't know how old I was specifically, but I recall one day my mom walking up to me looking me very hard in the eyes and saying, Frank, get in that bathroom and shave. I had never shaved before in my life. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. She hands me a can of shaving cream, a razor, and says, get in there. So I go in and I take, I remember taking this long, hot shower and I came out and I, there was that fog on the mirror that I wiped. And for the longest time I stood looking at my face in that bathroom mirror. And for the first time I realized I was me. I wasn't my brother, I wasn't my sister, I wasn't my father. I wasn't my mom. I was I was me. And then somehow I had to take all of the craziness that was my life and make it into my own kind of life. 
And that's the challenge. How do we do that? And every one of us has a crazy life. And if somebody says they don't, they're lying. Don't, don't, don't. There comes a moment when we begin to realize that we have an extraordinary response-ability. Our lives. For none of us will live the life that we have had planned. And there comes that moment when no matter how much money you make, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter how many accomplishments, we hit bumps in the road. Now some of these bumps can be really big. A divorce and separation, a financial crisis, maybe a struggle with an addiction. But there come these moments, and it happens to all of us. Maybe not so big, but they do come to us when we have new questions, new vulnerabilities. And we need new answers. We need new tools. And this is... Geez, oh. Oh. Just give me... It's my sister. Just give me... Yeah, Lindsay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Corey, how long is this thing supposed to go on? Yeah, yeah. He's going to play tonight. Great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, I'm Qu Quincy. I think it's Quincy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Now, don't call the Pope. This wasn't a real phone call, Okay. Don't you hate being put on hold? And it happens. And we do that. We do that. We put people on hold all the time. I say to you with every fiber in my being, don't put the Holy Spirit's guidance on hold. Begin to rely upon that internal GPS of God's Spirit. The prophet Isaiah writes, whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear in your ears a voice saying, what was it? This is the way. Walk in it. Corey, come here. It's sort of like this. Here's Corey. Young chaplain to all of you people, a wonderful, loving husband, a good provider. Isn't he wonderful? And there's the Holy Spirit going, Hey, Corey, go this way. No, go that way. Now, if Corey is spending all of his time running around like a chicken with his head cut off, how in the world is he going to pay attention to God's Spirit, God's voice, that still, small voice of God's love. It's, life is getting very weird. I'm, I'm getting confused more and more. 
I get so lost. I forget things. I, went, I finally went out and bought myself a GPS for my, my car. My 2001 Ford Taurus. I think they refer to that as a chick magnet. Not a terribly appropriate thing for a priest to say, but nonetheless. <laughs> so I got this GPS, and I, I, uh, I, I have a certain interest in France, and I was amazed. You can, get the, you can get the voices. You can get different accents. So I named my GPS Giselle. And periodically what I'll do, and I love to do it, is I'll, I'll turn the wrong way just to hear her voice. And I'll get this lovely, lilted voice, recalculating, recalculating. So what I, I, I travel a lot with Giselle. Look, and I'm a priest. It's the only affection I've received in years. <laughs> Little enough in this life. Let me tell you. And what Giselle, my, my GPS, has taught me as we travel the miles together. <clears throat> Where's that book? Could I have that water? <clears throat> Thank you so very much. He's a... Very, very lovely man. <clears throat> Don't want to mess this up for anybody. What I, what I discovered is this, is prayer can be basically boiled down. Now, you may differ from me. I don't know. I'm not, you know. I'm up here, and I'm giving you my best stuff, you know. I'm not saying I'm right. If Corey starts paying me more money, then I'll give you the right answer. No, he's been incredibly generous. It can be borne born down to four words, I believe. Stop, be, delight, thank. Now, let's, let's have this. This over here is stop. This is be, delight, thank. All right? I would like little audience participation here. This whole row from here all the way back. La oh, stop. Come on, louder. For God. Again, please. Very good. Very good. This issue about prayer and stopping is critical. Because what I believe is this, is that prayer is essentially stopping and enjoying the presence of God. That stopping is critical because we are so, so busy. If the devil cannot get you to sin, the devil will keep you busy. And in the style of a comedian that some of you may be familiar with, George Carlin, I've made a little list of how it works. How we stay busy. 
through our cell phoning, Bluetoothing, Blackberrying, iPhoning, paging, texting, Twittering, emailing, downloading, outsourcing, iPoding, MP3, playing, PowerPointing, networking, net surfing, conference calling, Facebooking, MySpacing, eBaying, YouTubing, and last but not least, online poker. If you or I are going to make any progress in our spiritual lives, we've got to find 15 minutes a day to sit down and shut up and let the Holy Spirit get a word in edgewise to waste some time with God to let the world run without you for 15 minutes and that 15 minutes is not meant to be painful Some people think prayer has to be, if it's really prayer, has to be painful. By the way, does anybody here like chewing on aluminum foil? You do. You do? I have the name of a very good therapist, please. If you enjoy chewing on aluminum foil, please get the check up from the neck up. It's important. Nobody likes to chew on aluminum foil. And yet we sometimes begin to think prayer must be like that. Or we begin to associate prayer with, you know, uh, hard seats. How many people here like the, the sound of fingernails on a chalkboard? You don't like that. Anybody here love a, uh, like a, a paper cut with lemon juice in it? No. And yet there are people that begin to think that prayer, if it's going to be really prayer, they equate it with, I've got to kneel, or I have to have a very hard pew, or I have to have very flowery words. Oh, Lord, I pray. That sort of stuff, you know. What I say is this. Find 10 or 15 minutes a day. Sit down. Find yourself a comfortable chair. And enjoy the presence of God where the focus is not upon what you or I are doing, but upon what God is doing. For prayer is not some kind of formality or a, some kind of decoration in which we create God in our image and likeness. No. The focus is upon what God is doing not upon what you or I are doing. Sometimes we get into the idea of prayer as a lucky charm, particularly around exam time. If I do this, if I go to chapel, if I go to church, if I go to whatever, then I'll get a C-. Or we begin to view God as some kind of a divine vending machine, a cosmic ATM celestial sugar daddy. <laughs> Prayer is about stopping and enjoying God's presence. Let's stop. Now let's deal with the word be. Christopher, how are you? Come on up. Christopher and I have not prepared this. We have not talked... Have we talked to, other than compliment you on your music? Does this work? That doesn't work. Does this work? 
Yeah, now it does. Now it does? Okay. Christopher. Yes. Uh, notice that lovely voice, sir. Yes. yes. I would like for you to tell the people here as briefly as you can about the best vacation you ever had in your life. Second. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> you're in a church that practices holiness. Yes. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, let me see, headed into ninth grade. Yes, headed into ninth grade. We went to Florida. Me and my family went to Florida, and we were at a resort, and we went to Disney World, and, uh, we swam in a pool, and and the World Cup was that year, and my team won Italy, 2006 World Cup champions, and um, I had fun with my family because that's why we got away to spend some time with each other. And did I say we went to Disney World? Yes. Okay, that's it. Now, let me ask a few questions. Okay. Each day, did you have a very exact schedule that you had to follow? No. Every day, did you have to wear very specific costumes and uniforms? No. Were there very specific phrases that you had to use? No. What makes a good vacation, a memorable vacation, the absence of expectations? You could just be. Thank you. Thank you. Stopping and being. Now, I'd like for you to think, and I'm not, believe me, I'm not going to call anybody up on this one. I'd like for you to think of the most romantic moment of your life. Let's not push it. <laughs> I'm very serious when I say this. I want, you to, I want you to think of the most romantic moment in your life. Hop in the little time machine there and drift back in time and space. And there you are with that person with whom you feel deep affection. Maybe you're at the beach, maybe you're in the back deck, maybe you're in the living room, I don't know where. But you are with them. And most probably, you were not speaking. And yet in that silence, you were communicating more authentically more actually, more truly than if you used words. In that silence of being with the Beloved, there was a union of spirit stopping and being with the Beloved without expectation. Now we're coming a little closer 
to what I believe prayer is about. So prayer for me is about stopping and being and now delighting. May I borrow that? Do you, where's that? you have a, a microphone, do you? That, does that thing work? All right. I'm going to do something here that's dangerous, but I don't care. What did you say? I got five minutes, he says. I thought you Nazarenes were like in the like hour-long homilies. The Catholics are the ten-minute specials. Jeez. I'm going to go down here. I want to ask you what it is. Don't worry, we'll get the time. We'll be right. What delights you? What delights you? It's terrible being first. Summertime. Chocolate. Singing. Family. Now there was a stare. Animals. Sunset. Oh, that's beautiful. Friends. Friends. Flying kites. Flying kites, really? Theater. Music. Friends. Winter break. Winter break, okay. Baseball. Baseball. Food. What particular food? All of it. All of it. All of it. Let's pick two. I, she would. She want. Well, you want what? What's what's yours? Babies. Babies. Well, I'm sure. Is that your child there? Oh, okay. If flying kites is what delights you, make that your prayer. If sunsets delight you, make that your prayer. Pray as you can, not as you can't. Sometimes there are these false images that are set up that we, one way or another, have to be something other than what we are. Stop, be, and delight. Anybody here a good cook? Okay, dear heart, if I came over to your house for dinner, what would you cook? Stromboli. Okay, what else? Apple pie. What else? No, no, anything else. Okay, so what's the, you know, what's the best compliment I can give you? You don't know? How about... You don't like compliments? I do. Oh, they make you uncomfortable. <laughs> That'll be worked on. The greatest compliment is maybe to ask for seconds. Maybe to take some home. Maybe to burp. The greatest compliment that you can give the chef is to enjoy the meal. The greatest compliment that we can give God is to delight in this creation. This God that creates wonton soup, turquoise, dolphins. <laughs> Yay, dolphins. And what do we settle for? 
Imagine you're God and you have created this cosmos. Everything in it. And what do we settle for? Hey, Alice. Give me a couple of hot pockets and a V8. Hey, Alice. They got them ceramic unicorns on the shopping channel. You want a couple? Uh, look at that. Dolphins on the Discovery Channel. Stop, be, delight, and thank. I ask you sincerely today, before you go to bed tonight, to consider thanking God for the very gift of your life, for the breath that you have, for the breath that you've been given, and for this gift of this one wonderful life. I conclude with the words of a very great man, Dr. Gerald May. If you do pray, pray. Do the best you can. Accept the whole situation. And watch with awe. If you don't pray, do the best you can. Accept the whole situation. And watch with awe. And if you cannot pray, do the best you can. Accept the whole situation. Watch with awe. And be still and listen. Lord bless each member of this faculty, administration, teachers and students. Grant them peace, hope, For we pray this in the name of Jesus, the Lord. Amen.